Okay, the start code for this afternoon's session is 33769. 33769 is the start code for this session. Thanks. Oh, no alphabetical letters, aren't it? Thank, thank you, Artis. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. We'll get started and um, get, hopefully, some people will find their way through the traffic and way curves and means of the complex here. It is with great pleasure I'd like to introduce to you a couple of representatives from the Statler Center in Buffalo here and uh, give us a little synopsis of what, how they serve the blindness community in the hospitality industry and how they have expanded their services to a lot, offer a lot of online courses that can be beneficial to the RSVA. Um, please, you know, we'll, being, this is being broadcast nationwide, but it's being recorded. But also, just kind of, when you go back home, remind your colleagues that this service uh, is available at, and it's, you know, for the blindness and visually impaired community. So it was with great pleasure, I'll give you, uh, I'll let them introduce themselves from the Statler Center in Buffalo. Okay, so, thank you. Um, so I think we're going to try and use this stand mic here, which will free our hands for typing. Okay. Uh, but thank you. And so I just want to make sure um, everyone can hear okay? Okay. Uh, so my name is Elhana Porter. Um, I work at the Statler Center, which is a very fancy name for one of the departments of the Olmsted Center for Sight. Um, we used to be known as the Western New York Blind Association. So we're headquartered in Buffalo, um, and our department handles vocational skills training programs um, for the agency and then for the clients in our catchment area. Uh, and I am a program manager at the Olmsted Center, so I handle a lot of scheduling, a lot of curriculum development, um, and then I'm also the main administrator for our online classes and our learning management system. Um, and then I'm going to let my colleague, Humberto, introduce himself. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Humberto Hernandez. And as Elhana said, yes, we work for the Olmsted Center for Sites for specifically its department called Staller Center or the National Staller Center. Um, I am the training and accessibility specialist for the organization. So I do a lot of corporate training in general for different curriculums. And I also work with the accessibility department to find solutions for companies and employers who are willing to hire a lot of our, of our um, students and find them solutions, digital solutions for them and also physical solutions. Okay. So uh, Statler has been doing training for 20 years now. Uh, so I know a lot of people have heard about us, particularly if they are talking about hospitality training. Uh, we also have a telecommunications or a contact center skills training program. Uh, but starting in 2016, Statler transitioned to having an arm of our program that is strictly online or digital learning. Uh, we evaluated a lot of different online learning platforms to find one that was the most accessible for our students. And so we arrived at Canvas, 
uh, which is our current learning management system. Uh, if you've taken online classes before, but you're not familiar with Canvas, you might be familiar with other learning management systems like Blackboard or Angel or Moodle. You know, Canvas is just like those uh, in terms of kind of what it can do. Where it is different is in terms of accessibility and layout and those sorts of things. And we found that this was the program that was the most accessible right out of the block. Uh, Canvas is run by a larger parent company that's called Instructure. Uh, one of the things that we were really impressed about when we were speaking with Instructure is that they have actual JAWS users on staff full-time um, in their support and accessibility office. So it was very nice to find a business that didn't just say, uh, yeah, we should be JAWS accessible. You know, they could actually say, yes, we are, and we know that because our staff people are able to use the site. Um, so we started doing online training in the fall of 2016. Uh, we started out by doing a customized program um, for Winston-Salem Industries for the Blind. Now I think they're just Industries for the Blind. So that was a customer service training program uh, that we did for their manufacturing floor staff who were looking for upward mobility into working on their customer service contracts. Uh, after we did that program um, for the past two and a half, almost three years, we have basically been running our training programs through the online platform. So we've been doing hospitality and telecommunications training programs. Uh, we've done several classes for students who were on site in Alabama um, so that they were able to complete probably I'd say about 90% of their coursework at home in Alabama and then they came to Buffalo to do the remaining two weeks or so. Starting in January of this year, uh, we were able to finally transition the program so that it is 100% online. Uh, so there is no longer, thank you, uh, there's no longer a need for a residential component to wrap up some of our other classes. Um, so that's something we're very happy about and we're very proud of. So what uh, Himerto and I are going to do for you guys this afternoon is we are going to basically take a run through of some of our training materials and we're going to do it through the Canvas site with JAWS uh, to give you an idea of the accessibility and what it would be like as a JAWS user to go through some of these classes, to turn in assignments, to take a quiz. Um, and then we'll also talk about how the program can be adapted for other needs. Um, so, so Statler, certainly, you know, we have all of our training materials in the site and we're able to deploy those. Um, but we can also very easily adapt this to serve other needs. Um, so if you had any training materials that you wanted to offer through a distance learning program that were kind of customized to your program's needs, uh, that would be something that would be very easy for us to build in and deploy. So gonna start uh, by making sure that everyone can hear JAWS. Let's see. There we go. Escape. Listen. List box. One of one. To move to an item, press the arrow keys. Okay. And of course, it wants to think about it now that we're performing for other people. Chrome. Escape. Come on. 
Search box edit. Type of there text. There we go. Chrome. Google Chrome. Editor. Oh. Address it. I don't want to do it there. Alt F4. Search box. Zero. Enter. Okay. Um, so all I'm doing right now is just Alert. getting like the web browser started up. Um, other really good features of Canvas are that you can access it from any web browser. Um, Canvas also has a mobile app, so you can complete coursework from a phone or a tablet, and it works for both iPhone and Android devices. Uh, the website to get to the courses is very simple. It's Olmsted, O-L-M-S-T-E-D, dot instructure, dot com. Instructure, period. Yeah, like the word in followed by structure. Yep. Com, escape, act dot. That is dot com, right? Structure dot com? Yep. Okay, cool. Mozilla Fire. There we go. Enter, about colon home, new tab. Log into Canvas dash Mozilla Firefox. Okay. Log into Canvas dash Mozilla Firefox. Tab panel, main region, email edit, temperature at olmstedcenter.org. Type. Oh, that's the other thing. Sorry, I didn't slow down my JAWS speech. Can I will go ahead and just do that. <laughs> JAWS context menu. H training. Z leaving menus. Jaw. 30%. 20%. Okay, that's better. Enter. 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 Real enter. Enter. Okay. So when you arrive at the um, Olmstead Center Instructure Canvas homepage, uh, you'll hear the form field tone. That lets you know that the cursor has been placed into the email edit field. To sign in to a Canvas account, you have to have an email address that's registered to a student account and a password. Um, I set up a temporary student account that you guys can all use. Uh, the email address is rsva at gmail.com. And the password is also very simple. RSVA 2019, all lowercase. So once you have typed in your email address, you just tab to your password. Tab. Come on. Alt tab. Log into Canvas. There we go. Tab. Tab panel. Main region. Password edit. Alert. One or more install. Oh yeah, um, I will go ahead and uh, repeat the email address just because this is streaming out and I know that I speak quickly sometimes. It is rsva at gmail.com and the password is rsva2019. So once you have typed in your password, you can t hit enter or tab directly to the login button. Uh, there is a checkbox here on the main page if you are someone who prefers to stay signed into a website. So if you just press tab again. Tab, stay signed to checkbox not checked. So you could select that checkbox before logging in and then you would stay permanently logged into the website so you don't have to keep entering your credentials every time. Tab, forgot password, tab, login button. There's the login button, so I'm gonna hit enter. Enter. Dashboard, dash Mozilla Firefox, dashboard. Okay. Page at so once I log in, and every time I log into the Canvas site, I am taken to the dashboard. The dashboard is essentially your personal homepage. 
So from the dashboard, um, if you're a sighted user, there is a grid with a series of squares. Each square has a different color and a label, and that label tells you which class it represents. Uh, if you are a JAWS user, each one of those squares is also linked to a link, and the title of the link will tell you which class it is. Um, so if I am a JAWS user, what I typically have students do is pull up a list of all the links on the page and then just use first letter navigation to find the class that they are trying to access. Um, some other things that you can do from the home page, on one of the regions of the page there is a to-do list. So it will give you a list of all assignments uh, that are coming up due. There's also an upcoming area, which will give you a summary of not just assignments, but any calendar activities that are coming up in the next week or so. Um, and then there are also some global navigation links on the left side of the screen that can take you to other specialized areas of your account, like your settings, your personal calendar, an inbox for communication, those sorts of things. Uh, what we're going to do is we are going to go ahead and get into the sample class that we created for the RSVA. So like I said, I'm going to open up the links list by insert F7. Links list dialog. Links list view. Skip the content. One of 66. Then I'm going to hit the letter R because I'm trying to find a class that starts with RSVA. R. RSVA Business Enterprise Program Web. Okay, and then I'm just going to go ahead and hit enter to activate the link. Enter. Tab panel, main region, RSVA business enterprise program, RSVA business enterprise program, web heading level two link. Okay, so now we are here at the course homepage. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and switch this to student view uh, so that what I'm viewing and what I'm navigating through is exactly the same as what you would view or navigate through as a student. As an instructor, I just get a few extra bells and whistles that allow me to control the class and do grades and that kind of thing. Complimentary region, student view link alert. You are currently logged into student view. Leave student view link. Okay. So one of the things that was most important to us when we started transitioning to online learning was that we wanted to create a curriculum style and a curriculum model that was going to be easy for distance learning students to navigate um, if they had no contact with us. Of course, any distance learner is welcome to email or call us whenever they run into an issue, uh, but we wanted to do everything that we could to remove any possible hurdles um, from being able to access class content. I don't know how many of you are familiar with distance learning, um, but I took several online classes when I was in college and then again in graduate school. And for me, the biggest frustration was that each professor would organize their classes in a different way. So I would know how to get to my homework assignments or my readings for my History 205 class, but then when I went to History 305, they had decided to put that information into a different space. Um, so one thing that was very important to us at Statler was that we wanted to make sure that our class design was identical for every class. So once a student knows how to find assignments in their math class, they know how to find them in history class. So that that's not an impediment to learning. 
So the uh, style that we chose is something that Canvas calls a module view. And what the module view allows you to do is you can publish content directly to the course homepage and you can organize that content into separate modules. Uh, at Statler, we designate one module for every class day. So when a student logs into Canvas and then follows the link to the course that they're interested in, they will be taken to the course homepage. And when they arrive at the course homepage, they just have to go through the module titles to find the module for that particular class day. Uh, once they find their module title, if they continue to either scroll down the page or use draws to navigate down the page, they will have a list of links and every link represents something that has to be accomplished that day. Um, one of the really helpful things about Canvas and instructor, Instructure is that they are very good in terms of their coding of the web pages so that things are where they should be and they are labeled as they should be. Um, so for example, if you are someone who likes using regions on a web page, you can go to the main region of a Canvas page and you are going to be placed where the most important information is. Uh, for our purposes, because we use modules so often, each module title is a heading. So instead of having to arrow down the page to find the right module, I can either use the headings hotkey of H or I can open up a list of all of the headings on the page and down arrow until I find the right module title. So I'm just going to go ahead and open up the headings list so that you get an idea of how the modules are identified. So I'm going to go ahead, press insert F6 to open up a list of headings. Heading list dialog, headings list view, RSVA business enterprise program. And then I'm just going to down arrow so you can hear for yourself what it sounds like when you're navigating through the headings list. Course modules colon two. So course modules will tell you you've reached the part of the page where the modules are going to be held. Microsoft Office dash module 14 colon Microsoft Excel day one colon two. So that's just letting you know this is the title of the heading or the title of the module and it's a level two heading. Microsoft Office dash module 15 colon Microsoft Excel day two colon two. Customer service dash module five colon customer service principles dash colon two. Customer service dash session six colon complaints colon two. Business mathematics dash session eight colon borrowing and interest dash part I colon two. Business mathematics dash session nine colon borrowing and interest dash part two colon two. Okay. Uh, for the purposes of this course, we identified each module with the title of the class that it's a part of. If this were a typical class, it wouldn't say Microsoft Office and then Module 14 and then the title. Um, usually it would say, you know, Module 14, Excel Day 1. Um, also, we will usually include the class date as part of the module title, uh, just to make it super clear to students which module they should be on for which date. Uh, some of the things that we're able to do with modules we can lock a module down until a particular date. So if it's important that the class is followed on a particular calendar, we can lock things down so that students don't have access to information until a particular calendar date. Um, otherwise, we can also lock the modules down so that you can't access a module until you have reached some sort of milestone. 
Um, so that can be until you have completed all of the assignments of a particular module. It could also be until you have taken a quiz and gotten a particular score. Um, so we do have a lot of control in terms of making sure that people are staying on pace and that they are achieving all of the milestones that they're supposed to. Berto, do you have anything? All right, so I'm going to go ahead um, and navigate back up to the first Microsoft Excel module. Custom Microsoft Office dash module 14 colon Microsoft Excel day one colon two. Okay, just going to hit enter to go to that heading. Enter heading level two Microsoft Office dash module 14 colon Microsoft Excel day one. Okay, so just as part of our typical curriculum, uh, we do do a Microsoft Office course. Uh, right now, that's operating um, off of Office 2016, uh, just because we have finally reached that tipping point with the students that we interact with, where 2016 is the version of Office that most students are using. Uh, we do have training materials for earlier versions of Office as well. Our Microsoft Office course touches on Outlook, Word, and Excel, uh, just because we find that those are the Office programs that are most commonly used in sort of entry-level, administrative, or customer service positions. Um, of course, we can always expand or customize that to include other content. Um, just for today's purposes and as an example course, I have placed two of our Microsoft Excel modules into this course, just so you can get a, get a flavor of some of what we offer with Excel. So I have reached the heading title, so I'm going to down to find the overview link. Microsoft Office dash module 14 colon Microsoft Excel day one button expanded use JAWS key plus alt plus M to move the controlled element. List of 12 items. Link section 14 overview. Okay, so the first thing that we list in each of our class sessions is an overview page. And basically what the overview page does is it provides a summary of what needs to be accomplished for that particular day of classes. So I'm gonna go ahead and open up the overview page uh, to give you an idea of what's in this class, but also to show how a student would just navigate a regular content page in Canvas. Enter, main region, course modules, alert, you are currently logged into student view section. Okay, so here I am, I'm in the section 14 overview. To start reading the page, I'm just going to press Q to go to the main region. Main region. And then I'm just down arrowing. Click view all pages. Blank. Heading level one, section 14, overview clickable. Graphic checkbox underline checked under Microsoft Excel day one clickable. Blank. Heading level four, graphic calendar underline alt underline. Heading level four, this session will cover the following topics colon clickable. List of four items. Bullet clickable link introduction to Microsoft Excel left parent skill 1.1 right parent. Bullet clickable link navigating worksheets and inserting information left parent skills 1.2 and 1.4 right parent. Bullet clickable link specialized number and text formatting left parent skills 1.5 and 1.6 right parent. Bullet clickable link using autofill left parent skill 1.7 right parent. List end. Okay. So that's sort of an example of, again, what students will experience and what they're kind of expected to do for a particular page. 
Um, another great feature of using the module organizational tool is that once we place a series of pages or links within a module, there are next and previous buttons at the bottom of each page. So once someone opens the first page for that day of classwork, all they have to do is just keep following the next button until they reach the end of the module. So you don't have to continually navigate back to the course homepage to find the next thing that you need to do. Back. I'm going to do that anyway. Okay, so what I wanted to show you next is an example of a video lecture. So one of my roles at the Olmsted Center is that I am the Microsoft Office tra trainer. And so when we were thinking about how to transition our programs into an online environment, you know, my first question is, okay, the majority of my students are JAWS users. How am I going to translate this for someone who's a JAWS user who may not be familiar with how these programs work? When I am in a live classroom environment, I can do a lot by allowing students to listen to my computer. I can hear what they're hearing. I can also see what they're doing and offer immediate feedback that way. What I arrived at for online learning is that we, in addition to using text lectures and text notes, we do a lot with video lectures. Uh, so I use a screen recording program called Camtasia, in case anyone's familiar with that. And basically, I record myself giving a lecture on a particular topic and going through that lecture using JAWS. Uh, so that way, I'm able to record the sort of audio commentary that I would normally give any student that I was in class with, but I can also record what that student can expect to hear when they are doing the same task with JAWS. So that way I find that students are able to read through the notes for the day, so they have an idea of what they're doing and why they're doing it. All of the notes also include JAWS directions. And then they can listen to the video lecture so they get a better idea of what to expect when they are doing that for themselves. Uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from students, a lot of students, even JAWS users, who are saying, you know, I'm a visual learner, so it's very helpful for me to have something that's a bit more interactive than just reading through a text lecture. So I'm going to go ahead and just give an example of one of the video lectures that we have in the Excel section of the course. So I'm just going down this module until I find my first video lecture. Item type colon document, visited link section 14 overview, link video lectures, video lectures, link video lecture dash worksheet navigation commands. Okay, so here's the first video lecture. Enter, main region, course modules, alert, you are currently logged into student view, video lecture dash worksheet navigation commands, colon RSVA business enterprise program. Okay, so all of our video lectures are uploaded through YouTube, so they are embedded into the course pages, and they are all completely accessible. So I'm going to go ahead and start this video lecture, which is on worksheet navigation commands. Um, so I'm going to start by going to the main region of the page, which is what I always advise people to do. Main region. Okay, and then I'm going to press H to go through the headings until I find the title of the video. 
video lecture dash worksheet navigation commands heading level one clickable. Okay, and now I am just looking for the play button. Blank. Moving between mail calendars, contacts, and task stream. Link worksheet navigation commands. Watch later button. Share button menu. Play button. Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and start to play. Space, main region. Moving between mail calendars. Welcome to our video series exploring Microsoft Excel using JAWS. In today's video, we will be reviewing the keyboard commands used for navigating an Excel worksheet. It's very important that you learn and become comfortable with these commands because it's going to make it much easier for you to move around quickly and efficiently in an Excel spreadsheet and to be able to quickly and efficiently orient yourself to a spreadsheet, even if you're opening a spreadsheet that was sent to you by someone else. So I'm going to begin by going ahead and opening up Microsoft Excel. I'm gonna go ahead and hit my Windows key. Menu, search box, edit, type. And then I'm gonna just type in Excel. X, E, Microsoft, L, Microsoft Excel 2010. Enter, leaving menus, cancel button to activate, press space bar. Please wait. Microsoft Excel, book one, sheet one, blank, A1. Okay, so just a few pieces of information. When I come into the Excel spreadsheet, I do hear the title of the spreadsheet. In this case, because it's new, it's called book one. I hear that I am in sheet one, which means I'm in the first worksheet of the workbook. And then also that I'm in the first cell of that worksheet, which is cell A1. Uh, for the purposes of this video, I am going to go ahead and open up a workbook that I've already created, just so you can get an idea of what it's like to navigate around YouTube video in player. a YouTube video that player. already has some content video. in it. All right, so, so we're going to go ahead and pause go ahead this. and wow. open up a workbook. Courses navigate. Okay. So that's just an example of sort of what the video lectures are like. Again, I really like them because you can get a lot of additional audio feedback from JAWS that is difficult to describe in words. There are also things like intonation and pronunciation that it's sometimes easier for someone to hear what it's actually going to sound like than just to have me describe it to them. Um, and so we have a series of videos that hit basically on all of the points that are covered in the text notes and the textbook um, for the Microsoft Office class. Does anyone have any questions at this point? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Um, I think we've gotten pretty generally across the board positive feedback from Excel. As you can 
sort of tell from this lecture, so this is the first lecture in the Excel course on worksheet navigation. Um, so I start with the assumption that someone has not used JAWS, or has not used Excel before. So we start at this is how you go from this cell to this cell, this is how you go to a particular cell using the go to command, um, this is how you set up title reading so you know what the column and the row titles are. So we really start at that level. Um, what I would say is if someone has never used Excel before, then the most important component would probably be just that they have enough time to take in the information. Um, for our traditional class, we have 20 sessions and about a third of them are on Excel. So, you know, probably about seven sessions on Excel. Um, if this was going to be a class for someone and really their primary focus was just, I need to learn Excel, um, certainly we could slow things down so that they had a much longer period of time and all they had to do was just focus on Excel. But really, I set things up um, so that someone can learn what they're doing from watching the videos because we do get a lot of students who um, are not familiar with Excel or they last used Excel many years ago before maybe they had to leave the workforce so they're familiar with it in an earlier version or they may be familiar with it from when they still had some residual site and now they're a JAWS user. Um, so I don't like to make a lot of assumptions on what kind of skill level someone's coming to us with. Okay. So I'm going to just go back out to the course homepage uh, because I want to give you an example of what an assignment would sound like. Um, and then after I do that, I'm going to give my voice a rest and Humberto is going to take over and talk about our customer service classes. Courses, navigation, menu, navigate, alerts. You are currently logged into student view, RSBA so for a typical student, um, when they log into a class, there's going to be the learning materials first. So usually that means there will be whatever video lectures there are for that day's class. Then there will be the review guides, which are the text lecture or the textbook component. Um, again, because we are doing distance learning, another issue that we come across is that students have different computer setups. Um, so we like to put as much as we possibly can into the online course so that we're not saying you have to have the course open in one window and then your textbook open in another program and another window. Um, whatever we can publish directly into the course itself, we want to make sure is in the course. Um, so in the Microsoft Office example, any section of the textbook that's going to be important for an assignment or is going to be involved in the video lecture, I have transcribed into uh, the course itself. So usually you log in, watch your video lectures, read through the review guides, and then if there's an assignment for that day, you would go on to your assignment. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up an assignment. If you're following along, I am moving down to uh, module 15, which is Excel day two, because lucky for you, there are no assignments on Excel day one. Escape. Okay. So I'm going to go over to Excel skill review 1.2. Leaving menus, courses, navigation, menu, navigation, alerts. You are currently logged into alerts. You are current. 
Okay. So just a couple of other things that we like to do for assignments. Of course, any assignment can have a due date attached to it. Um, all of our assignments are being completed for a certain number of points. Something else that we do is that we have created scoring rubrics for all of our assignments. Um, for us, it makes it easier and more uniform in terms of grading. For students, it makes it very clear exactly what they need to be able to do in order to get a satisfactory grade on the assignment. Um, and the scoring rubric for each assignment is located at the end of the directions for the assignment. So for Excel Skill Review 1.2, the scoring criteria are you have to complete the assignment, uh, you have to be able to create and edit formulas and functions, you have to be able to enter and edit data in a worksheet, you have to be able to open and close Excel, you have to be able to save your file, you have to be able to navigate around in the worksheet so that you are able to find the cell that needs to be edited or have information added to it. And you have to be able to do some basic formatting of the worksheet. Uh, for Microsoft Office purposes, I grade each criteria on a five-point scale. A five means that the student was able to do it correctly and without any assistance from me. Um, a three means that they did it correctly, but maybe they needed to call me or email me so we could work through specific steps. Uh, a zero would be even if someone called me and I was talking them through something, they still weren't able to do it correctly. Um, those scales can be expanded, so we could have you know, a 10-point scale instead of a 5-point scale. Um, we are also able to edit what the point value equates to, and we can customize that to different classes. So a writing class or a customer service class may also use a five-point scale, but the criteria are gonna have different definitions to them. Um, so basically what you would do is log in. I'm just gonna very quickly go through the top so you can see sort of what the intro to an assignment looks like, and then I'm just going to go through the process of submitting an assignment. Um, so, I'm at the top of the page in the main region. Main region. And then if I just down arrow. Heading level 1 Excel Skill Review 1.2 left parent stop at step 14 right parent. Submit assignment button. List of three items. Do no due date. Points 35. Submitting a file upload. And then once I continue down from there, it's just going to give me the direction. So you can hear when you start the assignment, you know this is where I need to go to submit it. This is how many points this is going to be worth. This is what I have to turn in for the assignment to be completed. And if there is a due date, the due date will be attached. So I'm just going to go back up and go through the process of submitting an assignment. Wrapping the top, main region. Heading level one, next submit assignment button, enter, main region, tab, file upload, tab, select the use JAWS key plus alt plus M to move the controlled element. Okay, so this is a file upload. Um, so what I'm going to do is shift tab just to get out of that form field that I heard. Shift tab. This is and then I'm going to look for the browse button to upload the file. And it's selected, but it doesn't want to read. Add another file button. Oh, why are you being so weird? This is the browse button. Enter. Yeah. File upload dialog. Mm -hmm. yes. File name colon edit. 
So from here, basically what the student needs to be able to do is you have to be comfortable navigating uh, through your file explorer to locate a particular file. We do a lot of that because I find that that's not a skill people necessarily have. Um, a lot of people may be used to just publishing all their files to the desktop or they only save them in one location. So if you say, show me where this file is, they're not always certain. Shift tab, shift tab, shift tab, level two, Windows D, level one. So I would just go to my desktop. Enter. Tab, shell folder view, item. And then find a file. Level Q1 and two, record dash. And then hit enter. Enter. Excel skill review 1.2 okay. left parent stop. So now I'm back on the course page, and then I just have to go ahead and find the submit assignment button. B tab. Add another file button. Click here to find the file you've already uploaded, but cancel button. Submit assignment button. Then hit enter. Enter. Submitting dot 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 button unavailable. Excel alert. You are currently logged into this alert. You are currently logged into student view. Page has seven regions. Four. Okay, and I'm done. And so that's the uploading a file process. Once it's uploaded, the instructor is notified immediately. Um, so we have very fast turnaround time in terms of being able to get back in, letting the student know what their grade is, or getting in touch with them if there's an issue with the grade or the submission. All right, now I'm turning things over to my colleague, Humberto. Out of table. Courses. Alert, you are currently logged into student view list. Page has six regions, nine headings, and 135 links. Visited link video lecture da lecture dash worksheet. Okay, so now that you guys have a holistic understanding of how Canvas works and how it interacts with uh, JAWS and how JAWS interacts with Canvas and the list of links and how it works, I'm going to show you guys how I teach one of the classes um, of customer service, one of our customer service classes. Um, I use pretty much the same navigation that she uses, so I'm going to uh, navigate to it and then I will take it from there. So we'll go to the main region of the page, I mean the home, um, in the home page for Canvas. I just, just to confirm, I'm gonna go control home so everyone can hear it. RSVA Business Enterprise Program. I just basically means that I'm in the home page for Canvas. Then I will go to the main region. Main region. And then I will, I know it to show you how to insert the link, insert the headings, but now you can, I can also show you guys another type of navigation that we could use and we can navigate per heading. So it will show per module, um, the name of per module, it will, it will, it will read per module. Um, each and one of those. Enterprise so program headings. Oh. Course modules heading level two. Microsoft Office dash module 14 colon Microsoft Excel day one heading level two. Okay, that's if day one. Microsoft Office dash module 15 colon Microsoft Excel day two heading level okay. two. Customer service dash module five colon customer service principles dash heading level two. Okay, so that's a customer service principles module that we need. So one more time, what I did was to navigate using H for headings. Um, I could have inserted links. I could have inserted um, headings, but I decided to get go directly using that navigation. That's a different one. So now uh, what I will use, I will use down arrow till I hear the overview. So one more time, since the layout of the courses are the same, we just need to go for the first one. They will be the overview to know exactly what we need to do in that session. So I will use down arrow to go to the first link of that module customer service dash module five colon cause list of eight items 
Link session five overview. Correct. So it says session five overview. So I would enter in that link to uh, access the overview and start the session. Enter main region course modules alert. You are currently logged into student view session five overview colon RSBA business enterprise program. Perfect. So before I get into all the details of the session five and customer service in customer service of this class specifically, um, I want to explain that in customer service is very broad, right? So, and in the con in, in the Stellar Center, we realize that that's exactly what is happening. Cust customer service encompasses everything from um, working as a receptionist all the way to working in a contact center or in a call center. Um, so we created different different courses that are addressing those specific employer needs. Um, for this specific session that I am going to explain, the customer service principles basically are go transversal to all of those positions or all of all, all of the or, or in the field of customer services. What everyone should know about customer service if they want to work in this field. So um, I will start then moving to the main region of the page. No word list has been created to create. Okay. Sorry. Control home just to make sure that we go to the page. Session five overview colon RSBA business enterprise pro. Uh, I will move to the first heading. I would not use the, um, the main regions here. Session five overview heading level one clickable. Session five of the overview. Um, so this session, as I say, is a general knowledge. So I'm going to let just read the first two sentences so we can start with the with a general scope of this session. In this session, we will touch on what many experts call the left quote general knowledge, right quote customer service aspects. These customer service characteristics are applicable. Must dash know for any person willing to work in the customer service industry. So here we go, applicable. Okay. Plan future business owners. Today's session will be live. We are going to learn about the quality assurance attributes and how they measure the customer service clickable. We provide clickable. Okay, so we learned with Ilhana how we can use video lectures, video lectures for classes or distance learning classes. Um, as you guys know, customer service is a skill, right? And to gain a skill, the only way of gaining it is by practicing it. And we realized that if you want to really teach someone how to provide customer service correctly to different customers, you really have to teach them firsthand how to deal with all those all those type of customers or how to deal with face-to-face -face with those customers. That's why we have also live classes here. So for example, in this specific class, I do teach it uh, live. Now, you may be thinking what type of platforms you use to teach these classes live. Well, there is a specific, there, there are going to be two links here, so I'm going to explain First, I'm going to let just read those two links, and then I will get into the platforms that we use. So I'm going to go to the next um, paragraph. Plan link, please click here to join the live class. Left parent links to the external site, right? If you are not able to join the session, semicolon clickable. Link, please click here to watch the recorded class. Left parent links to the external site, right? Parent, left parent links to the external site. Correct. So. We use different platforms to Space, teach the life, the life to teach the life YouTube. classes. Um, 
So we use YouTube Live video or YouTube Live classes. We use Google Hangouts also. We can use also TeamViewer. Um, and sometimes we also use Skype. All of those, ex all of those, um, all of those platforms or all of those apps that we use are, of course, just accessible. And we have used them before to ensure that just users or text users or people who are low vision can um, follow along with us in class and uh, join the classes without without issues. So in this session, for example, in session five, where you guys, where it says, please click here to join the live class, um, I'm actually going to navigate there to that link so you guys can see how someone who would be blind and visually impaired, in this case a just user, would join a YouTube live video class. So I would use, I would go ahead and do that. I will navigate first to the link just to make sure. If you are not able to join the session semicolon visited link, please click here to join the live class left parent links to the external site. Right. Okay, it says please click here to join the live session. So I'm going to click enter on it. Enter. Please click here to join the live class left parent links to the external site. Right parent links to an external site. Links to an external site. Left parent links to an external site. Right parent link. YouTube dash Mozilla Firefox read only. YouTube video player page has one frame, four regions, 23 headings, and 24 links. You're signed out of YouTube. Sign in to like videos, comment, and subscribe. Got it. Your customer service. Okay. So once you hit enter on that on that specific link, it will prompt you automatically into the live class. In this case, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna let Josh read it again. Customer Service Principles Dash Olmsted Center for Site Dash YouTube. So that's the name of the class. And if someone just clicks enter on it, it they will automatically, as I said, will join the live class. So in this case, since the class has not started yet, they, it, the person is not right there, but um, they will be able to hear it and join the class right away. If there are questions specifically about that, because I, I saw some hands raising. Yeah, you, no questions? All right. Oh, no problem. Um, so for this specific class, um, since, as I said, it starts in a specifically, well, it says like there, one, one, 108 minutes, then um, it, it's, that's why, you know, we cannot really see here, you know, the live class itself. But um, that's basically how easy they could join a live class. Um, and so this is the technology that has allowed us to get rid of our uh, residency component. So these are the types of classes that in the past we would have done face-to-face. -face. So a lot of our telecommunications classes, because that involves customer service training and taking live calls, used to have to come to Buffalo so that you could use our equipment and technology to do it. And now we are able to do that, like Humberto said, through YouTube Live, through Google Hangouts, through using Skype. Um, we've also done something similar for our oral communications classes because we do a lot about interview preparation um, and professional speaking. And so that's also something that we do a lot with through Skype now. Um, so we can still give feedback on someone's visual presentation that way. That's correct. So 
yeah, one more time, since it's customer service, you know, you, the only way of learning customer service is by practicing it. And that's why we said, you know, sometimes even by watching a video or reading a test lecture, sometimes it's not enough for someone to really develop the skill. So we said there has to be a life component for people that would really to, re to make sure they're ensured that the knowledge is going to is going to be there and that the skills are going to be developed. Um, I wanted to mention here that you know they don't need a computer, they don't need an iPad, they just need their phone sometimes just to join using um, YouTube, for example. And the reason why I mentioned YouTube live classes and Google Hangouts or TeamViewer or Skype is because all of those apps are available, you know, for Apple users or for iOS or Android users, um, and we have had classes that our student is basically in the bus going to another to to um, a medical appointment and they are joining the class you know on the bus using their their normal uh, iPhone um, and they just need to listen to the you know listen to the to the audio because um, one more time we do make sure that we do extreme our or embed the just audio and our audio so they can also follow along with us um, and now you may be thinking okay this is for life you know for people who have the time to join the life classes. So what happened with the people that for some reason couldn't join that life class? So, okay, let me explain. So let me just close this um, tab because now, right now I am in the YouTube life class. Customer service principles dash Olmstead Center for site dash YouTube. Correct, so I'm gonna close this one, Control W. Control W. And I will go to the next link that says, please click here to watch the recorded class. I will go to that one. If you are not able to join the session, semicolon clickable. Visited link, please click here to watch the recorded class. Then Left and links to the external site, right? Correct. If they click enter on that one, they will be able enter. to. Please click YouTube. Well, session 5. Sorry. Customer service principles dash Olmstead Center for site dash YouTube. They will be able to um, hear the recorded class or basically watch the recorded class um, so they don't miss what happened if for example there are two or three or five people that joined the class or students that joined the class but one person couldn't so we don't have to repeat all the class again they can listen to the two hours or one hour and a half or three hours that the live class uh, happened and they can see firsthand the exercises that we um, that we executed during the class, and so, so they have, you know, so they don't miss anything, um, and they can also um, do the interactive exercises on their own by, even though by watching these videos, those recorded classes. Um, all of this, you know, uh, Canvas allow us to just in one single link put a, uh, sorry, um, embed <laughs> a. Um, a, a recorded class, so that's why you know it allows us to do so many things. So I'm going to um, close this tab again. Control W, please click here to watch yeah, the recorded. Something that um, the long history of the Statler Center, uh, we are very familiar with and comfortable working with non-traditional learners. The average age of our student is 42. Um, so we work with a lot of people who are older, people who have work experience, but perhaps not in the field that they're transitioning to, uh, people who have not worked in a while, who might have anxieties about returning to the workforce. Um, also, again, I think as I mentioned earlier, through the online classes, we're very familiar with 
people who have very strange technical setups or, you know, I have this computer, I'm not sure if this will work here or that. Um, so we get calls all the time. That's never a problem if someone's having trouble with their computer. Um, we're very good at talking through and tech shoot it or troubleshooting over the phone um, and kind of being able to solve those issues with people that way. We're very accessible by email. Um, so I think we give a lot of personalized attention to all of our students, even if they're students that we haven't gotten to meet face to face. That's correct. That's right. All right, so just let me just move um, further in, in this session just so um, we continue and we show you also how to complete a quiz um, that a user will have to complete over the phone or over in a live class with us. So let me continue. I'm gonna down arrow uh, till the end of the session. Visited link links blank. Let's get started, clickable. Let's get started. Blank. This is what we will be doing today, colon clickable. Blank, list of three items. Bullet live customer service principles text lecture clickable. Bullet quiz clickable. Bullet assignment clickable. List end. Okay, so that's basically the three things that we'll be doing in, during this session. Uh, we'll be doing live. Um, as Elhana said, the overview will give them a, a, in just in three or five um, quick paragraphs the description of what the session is going to be about and what we'll be covering. So those are the three um, options or sessions. Um, I, I will go to the next button. Remember there's two buttons at the bottom of the page. One is the next button looking at the right side or the previous button looking at the left side. So I would just, I could down arrow or use B as a boy to uh, go to the button. So I'm gonna use B. Space, module navigation map. <laughs> Sorry, Excel I alert. just moved something. Alert, 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 error retrieving alert. You are currently okay, well, logged. Something, something happened there. I think I clicked incorrect, <laughs> the incorrect uh, key right here. So I'm just going to use B again to navigate to the next button. Oh. Session five. Oh, sorry. Uh, Wrapping the bottom next. Yeah, there's the next button. So I'm going to hit enter on that one. Enter main region module nav alert. You are currently logged into student view customer service principles colon RSVA business enterprise program dash Mozilla Firefox read only. There are okay. So we go. We're here now in the customer service principles module, and let me ask a question. Does anyone know what are the customer service principles, or had anyone heard about the customer service principles before? Doesn't seem like anyone has heard about the customer service principles. That's no problem. Customer service principles heading level one click. There are different one of them. So the first one is I'm going to go down. Um, I'm going to uh, down arrow. Blank. Anyone who works or has worked in the customer service field has heard about customer service principles. Clickable. Blank. There are seven of them, and they are the core of customer service. Clickable. Blank. One. Be a good active listener. Colon. Clickable. So the first one is always to be a good active listener, regardless of what type of customer service job you perform. You do have to have a good active listener to make sure that if either you are gathering an order from a customer who just um, who just approached or wanted to buy something in your vending um, location, or if you are gathering information over the phone, or if you are working face-to-face, -face, booking um, a, bo a room for someone, etc always to be a good active listener. I will continue uh, down arrowing to um, through the information. Blank. Active listening allows the buyer to feel acknowledged, promotes cooperation, and reduces misunderstandings. Active listening is a skill that can be developed with proper training and practice. Clickable. Okay. 
Well, can you continue down, Erie? Blank. Why be a good listener? Clickable. Blank. List of six items. Okay. Bullet allows the buyer to feel acknowledged, accepted, and understood. Bullet, bullet promotes cooperation between the buyer and seller. Click. Bullet helps to build stronger relationships. Click. Bullet leads to learning about the customer's opinions. Design. Bullet reduces confusion and misunderstandings. Click. List end. Okay, continue. Blank. Two. The ineffective questioner clickable. The ineffective questioner. Blank. Sellers need to know that asking the right questions is the key to getting the right answers. Every. All right. So I just, I mean, I will, there are six of them. I will just go through them. Let's go skim through them pretty quick because uh, we just have 10 minutes. Uh, but I want to say, um, since we teach this class live, uh, there is a lot of exercises that we do perform with the students live um, of how to be an active listener, how to do an effective, how to be an effective questioner. The next one would be how to always be cordial. The next one is how to have a proper tone of voice clickable. Have the proper tone of voice. The next one. How to never interrupt the customer. The next one. How to attack the issue, not the customer, which just happens very often sometimes. So we also teach them that, and we also teach them forbidden behaviors, like don't don't lie to the customer, don't mistreat the customer, don't um, all, all those. Don't with a no, all of those. Um, so what I wanted to say quickly regarding this is we per, oh, sorry, per, um, Per bullet or in the seven, on uh, in these seven steps or in these seven um, customer service principles, we do practice them with them via uh, online, of course, you know, via live class, and we do actually use Excel, you know, for a lot of those exercises, and we use a little bit more of like advanced Excel commands that at that point they should be um, they should be confident navigating, and we make sure that we they do. Um, that that you know that if by any chance something is lacking, we do reinforce it by then, just so they hit the workforce um, with, with an I would say with an average, if not upper high average um, skill level. But all right, we'll go to the next level just so I show you guys quickly a quiz. Enter main region module navigation alert. You are currently logged into student view concept review quiz dash customer service principles five colon RSVA business enterprise program dash Mozilla five. Okay, so that's their quiz. So I'm going to move directly to our take the quiz button. So for to do that, I'm not going to navigate all of that. I'm going to jump directly and insert the buttons. Select the button dialog. List okay. one list. I'm going to go to the take the quiz Escape. button. Using first letter navigation, and I will hit enter on that. Enter tab panel main region and alert. You are currently logged into student view. Quit. Okay, and I will use first letter navigation using H to navigate per, per, from question to question. Yeah. Concept. One note. Um, so in the quizzes, when someone's in a quiz, each question is a heading. So it's very easy to move from question to question. We can set up the quizzes to be self-grading. 
Um, so as long as we have an answer key, the answer key can be programmed into the site so a student's able to get a score immediately upon submitting the quiz. Um, quizzes can be set up so that students are allowed to have multiple attempts at a quiz. Um, in that case, you can say, you get three attempts, your final score is your highest score, or your final score is whatever your last score was. Um, quizzes can be locked down so that someone needs to have a password to be able to take the quiz if that's something that's of interest. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that the quizzes can be sort of secured for integrity um, and to make them easy to navigate for students. Correct. That's correct. So we'll continue then using first letter navigation H to navigate from question to question. Quiz instructions heading level two. Just, I'm gonna, we're gonna read quickly the quiz instructions. Please answer the following five questions to assess your understanding of the topics covered in this module. Feel and your text, please answer the following. Oops. And of, of the module period, space, and your text. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> continue to the next question. Question one, heading level two, clickable. All right, and then I will use uh, down arrow to go to the question. One P blank. One P. It also tells you, you know, the points or the amount of points per question that it would wait. So in this case, it's telling me that it's one point for question number one. Heading level. Just gonna let just read it again. One PTS clickable. One PTS. Blank. Down arrow till to hear the what the question is. Being a good active listener, colon clickable. Blank. List of three items. Bullet allows the buyer to feel acknowledged, accepted, and understood. Clickable. Bullet encourages the buyer to be more open and forthcoming with information. Click. Bullet promotes cooperation between the buyer and seller. Clickable. List end. Okay. It says list end. So, and it says, basically, it asks me if it's that, well, because I'm going to hear this in a second. Radio button not checked true, one of two. Correct. It tells me, is it that true or? Radio button not checked false, two or is two. that false? So, in this case, let's say, that is radio true. Button not checked so true one of two. We will use a space to select the radio button. Space. Continue H to the second question. Concept review quiz instructions. Question two. Question three heading left. Question. So. One CTS. One more time, it tells me the, the points. Blank. Question numbers, number two. Not asking the right questions may still take you to the right answers. As a professional and skilled customer service agent, you should be able to handle clickable. Any type of client, even if confusing them, slasher is the necessary strategy to satisfy the customer. Clickable. Okay. We'll go again to the radio button. Blank. Radio button Let's not checked through one of two. Let's say it's true. Space. Continue one more time to the next question. Concept Question four, heading level two. And one P blank. If you are always cordial and treat the customer with respect, you will be perceived as a real professional customer service associate. It does not matter clickable what situation it is. Blank. Radio button not checked through one of two. Let's say that's true. So continue again. One, two more questions. Concept requisites question question two heading level question question four heading. And well, we'll continue then just with. Uh, what blank? Our tone of voice has a lot to do with our attitude because it reflects our emotional state, which is expressed by the words we use. A good seller has clickable. To be able to adapt his slasher tone of voice to the match customer situation to make him slasher feel blank. Radio button space. Right, tab. That's blank. And blank. Radio I'm gonna button. Arrow. Question, question, select radio the questions. What I wanted to show you, you guys was. List oh, sorry. Jump. Was what I wanted Escape. to show was how we can complete a quiz using. Um, 
using JAWS and using, of course, the platform Canvas. It's very interactive and very easy for someone who's a JAWS user to complete it. And there is a submit button once I complete all the questions that I will navigate to. We use down arrow to do so. Same page link, skip global navigation. Oh, I will insert links directly to the submit quiz uh, link. Links list dialog, links list views, S syllabus, S skip the con, S syllabus, S skip the con, S syllabus, escape. Well, and sometimes you can also insert buttons to submit directly the quiz. Select the button dialog, list one, list S, submit quiz button. All right, and I will hit it. Enter. Firefox, quiz colon concept review, enter. And. Concept alert, you are currently logged into student view, concept Perfect. review, quiz dash custom. It tells you, it, it gives you a page or a screen that it lets you know right away what questions you had correct and which ones you had incorrect. Um, the instructor is able to um, select if you are actually are able or not to see the correct answers depending on, um, depending on the quiz. It depends on how the instructor would uh, configure that. But uh, it's, very, as I say, it's very interactive and it allows for um, you know, progressive learning in different skills. Depending on how um, the instructors prefer, again, you know, how much information the student should have, Link it can be student. set up so that Link students can see their incorrect answer along with the correct answer, or again, they can just see whether or not they got the question correct or incorrect. Um, yeah, so that's quizzes, and that's basically all of the features of Canvas. Um, we also have a discussion board component, which a lot of students enjoy because that's one of the primary ways that they're able to get to know each other and get a sense of each other's tones and sense of humor um, and all of that. And we are at time. Um, so thank you guys so much for allowing us to be here and being such a good audience. Um, does anyone have any questions? Um, yes, We don't have any at the moment, um, but again, if that's a curriculum that can be purchased or if that's a curriculum that you might already have on hand, um, really the easiest part is just being able to put it into Canvas. Um, we're very quick at being able to do that and being able to turn things around. Um, so if the content exists, that's something that's pretty simple to get put in here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's actually something that we have been looking into um, because we're doing a lot of uh, skills development programs in Buffalo, and that's exactly a component for people who are interested in prep work and other food service work is serve safe certification. So that's definitely something we've been looking into um, finding an online component for. Thank you. Yeah. Um, again, that could be something that we could write up pretty quickly. You know, if there's sort of a preferred 
you know, this is the language we prefer to use or this is the history we prefer people to read. That is something that we could place into Canvas or that's something we could do sort of individual um, exploration into and then write up our own version. Um, one of the things that we do do for all of our students is we have an introduction to Canvas course that students take before they start taking classes so that they, get an ex they learn how to take a quiz without being worried about what the quiz is about, for example. Um, so that's something that could be folded into that you know, to say before you actually start your road down, you know, becoming a Randolph Shepard approved vendor, this is the history of the act. These are some things that you should know before you're fully signed up and going into things. Um, same thing for, you know, pre if there are skills assessments that need to be done before someone is approved, we can set those up so that people can get a very simple login and just come in and sort of take that assessment and then have a score reported back, all of those things. Okay. Thank you. Okay, the end code for this section is 52. No, wait a minute. Just blipped away. Nope, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> it's EB77D. Letter EB77D. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Artis. Um, we really appreciate Sattler Center making your time available to us and say we're streamed and stuff. And hopefully you can join us in Las Vegas for our Sagebrush training. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Don't we'll, have to ask us twice. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we, this is phenomenal. Yeah, this is something that um, we've been needing for a long time and, and we see the need growing yeah as technology changes in the vending industry and the micro markets are looming forward now and stuff it's uh this is incredible value value to it so right thank you okay thank you absolutely and then i am so sorry my business cards weren't brailled um but i do have cards that we can leave with you yes that would be great okay Yep, here you go. Okay, thank you so much. <coughs> yes, please. And thank you. Yes, and I sent artists an email earlier um, with that login, that generic oh, one that okay. I gave you, and the yep. password, um, and then a little Canvas 101 handout that explains how to go through the site. Um, so feel free to use that yourselves, or if there's anyone you want to send that out to, um, okay. anyone who logs in with that email and password will have access to this class, the one that we went through with Good. you guys today. Perfect. Uh -huh. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, that's exactly it. Right. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. That's what our. That's that's what our sagebrush is all about, nothing but training, basically. Yeah, okay. And that's what, and 
we have a much better turnout there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And when does that usually happen? Uh, February. It's usually Valentine's Week. Is okay. Big, this coming year is be February 10th through the 14th. Okay, great. At the Gold Nugget. I think yeah. this is great. Thank you so much. I think your organization and our organization ought to partner on this. Yeah, absolutely. To Here. do to do to do BEP training.
will definitely be in touch. And if we have any other questions or, yep. you know, then we can get with you. Yep, you can call okay. or email or just okay. find great. the Olmstead Center website. Sounds great. Okay. You, you, you got my email address then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, da Danny's our fearless leader. Okay. <laughs> we, all, we all follow Danny. But everybody in here, when you started talking, yes. just focus. Here you go. I, just, I apologize because they're not braille. Yeah. We kicked yeah. the NFV in on Because, like she said, lack nothing else. Who, who, no, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, but maybe I can't think of his name now. Um, he reached, I worked, had uh, met with him. Might have been Dan O'Brien. Dan O'Brien. Yes. Yep. Is, is he still with you guys? Yep, he is. Quasi-retired, but yes. Yeah, that's what I know he's going to, yeah. yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. He was a great guy. He is yeah. great, yeah. He yeah. he and um, our Vice President, Renee, they are the ones who started the whole program 20 years ago, but he's been yeah. working very hard. Yep. Yeah, and he had some pretty nice contacts. Too. Yeah, he did, absolutely. Right. Very linked with a lot of people. Right. Bill Gates' family. Yep, yep. <laughs> he does a lot for Microsoft, yep. interested in getting the convention pricing for JAWS, so I told her I would check it out on the sort of like the vendor floor. Are they over at the convention center, Freedom Scientific? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, um, uh, yeah, I guess I go through the outside because I, okay. there's a lot of doorways and yeah. hallways and up and down, but the convention center just okay. attached it here. You yeah. Know. All right, we'll find it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, they're all over there, Freedom Scientific. <laughs> uh, their even time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. No, this is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll just have to touch base with them about the pricing and so right. forth. Right. But I think we need to have this presented next fall. Yeah. So I think you need to contact Curtis yeah, as soon as we'll possible and see if we can get on that agenda. Yeah. Get Michael and I are both over. Get him. Yeah. No, we, our bus lead at 6. I'm ask you what you want to put on the agenda. Pardon? CSAB agenda. They're going to want to know what's your presentation. Um, Curtis has been pretty good with us. I can talk whatever I want to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we'll just you know. Yeah. Um, well, all you have to do is um, John, talk about alternatives for training. Uh, no, no. Why not? He can't deal with Curtis. Really? There's there's a quite an intellectual difference between John Gordon and Curtis. Listen. Oh, trust me, John's a dummy. <laughs> I've and known and Cur I've Curtis known can Curtis can handle him quite. Well. Curtis can handle him quite well. John, that's John why is, that's why John very seldom shows up at the right. Stuff. Right. John John is a thug. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I can't control what they yeah. do. Yeah. That's what he told me. I, I got tired of that when he started beating on artists and came in here. Yeah. 